welcome back to Untranslated Islam. I'm your brother Ben Yusuf, and this is where we dig deep, find benefits from untranslated Arabic texts, and translate it into English so that we can all benefit. We have been talking about different things that would help us benefit from our salah and from our qiratul Quran, or our recitation of the Quran, in or outside of salah. Okay, but regarding inside of salah, we were saying that. In general, there's no Muslim who really has an excuse of, I don't know Arabic, or I don't know enough Quran, I don't know enough surahs. Because in general, if you know Al-Fatiha, or if we know Al-Fatiha, and if we know even the shortest surah, and I believe the shortest one is, So I'm actually going to do a whole sit down about that by itself. And the great benefit, immense benefit that's in that surah. But whether we have that, which we already did sit, uh, three sittings on. And I encourage you, if you didn't have a chance, if you haven't had a chance to, to go and to listen to those episodes. But whatever the situation is, we have enough Quran to contemplate and to benefit greatly if we just take the time to prepare ourselves before we get into salah. So, regarding how much or what is the least amount of Quran that you can recite in Salah, uh, I wanted to give you guys some ideas of what you can do because it shows that it's not about quantity, it's about quality. All right. So, there's uh, uh, it's a, a show that comes on in the Arab world called Noor al Darab, and it's a show of where people call in and they ask the different scholars questions. And all the famous scholars of our time have been on this show. Uh, Sheikh Ben Baz, Sheikh Ruthaymin, uh Sheikh Fawzan, like Sheikh Ali Sheikh, I believe was on there. Like there's a bunch of them and they come and they just answer questions. So a question was posed to Sheikh Ruthaymin actually from a group of students, excuse me, a group of students in Sudan. Uh, and one of them asked, "Hukmu qira'ati ayatin wahida min surat al-kawthur fi al-raka'at al-ula, thumma yukamiluha fi thaniya." Okay, what is the ruling of someone who's making two rakat of salah? They recite the first ayat of surat al-kawthur in the first rakat. Then they go down in the sajda and boom, 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 boom. Then come back up. And in the second rakah, they recite the Fatiha and then recite the last two ayats. So the first ayat, first, first rakah, Allahu Akbar, they do the Fatiha. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahimi, inna a'atina kal kawthar. And they stop right there. Think about it deeply. And that's a deep, deep ayah. We're going to talk about that. I've given you much, much good, much benefit. So you just stop on that ayah. You can recite it over and over if they want. But that's the only ayah we recite. And then they go into Rukur, go into Sajda. When they come back up in the second rakah, they recite the Fatiha. And after the Fatiha, and then go into the second rakat. Now that sounds like, yo, even I don't do that. I'm saying any person that's listening probably think, even I don't do that. I want to say to you, these are students that sent this. So it may have been a student that's doing just what I just said. 
They were thinking about it deeply. I was thinking about the first ayat, maybe five, ten minutes, and they said, well, I got to go and record. So they go going to record, do it. And then they come back up and finish the surah. Or it may have been that they were just moving quickly and they wanted to do a short, something short. And so they did the first rakat with one ayah and then the second with two ayahs. The point is, is that the sheikh wanted, uh, uh, the students wanted to know from the sheikh, what's the ruling on this? Is this okay to just say this one little uh, ayah and then two ayahs in the next rakat? Is this all right? So the sheikh said in response, uh, well, well, I'm going to say the question again. Well, I don't need to say the question again. Uh, boom, boom, because I explained it good enough. All right. Okay, so the Sheikh responded and said, Yaqulullahu ta'ala fil Qur'an al-Kareem. Faqra'u ma tayassara min al-Qur'an. I think most of, you, most of you guys have this memorized. But it's a command or an advice from the from Allah Jalla to the Prophet Sallallahu and all of the Sahabas. And this is in the end of Surah Al-Muzammil. Okay? After he had told the Prophet to stand for this long period of time, the... If you guys know Surah Al-Muzammil, the entire Surah Al-Muzammil, except for the last ayah, was sent down at one at, 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 in, at one period of time. And then the Sahaba, the Prophet and the Sahabas, they tried to do this, fulfill this, of standing all night and reciting what they had from the Quran and like this. And the Prophet, of course, is able to do it. Well, Sahabas were having difficulty. So then afterward, the last ayah was sent down. Um, not as an abrogation, but as, you know, you could say abrogation, but more like, a, okay, making it easy, making it somewhat easy on the, on the Prophet and the Sahabas and those who came after. Um, and it goes through that Allah knows that it's been difficult for you guys to stand up for a third of full night or half of it or or a, 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 full of, a third of it and also the people that's been with you and Allah knows that you have to do this and you have to do that and you had there are other people trying to work and other people are setting out and traveling like this so he says recite what is easy for you from the Quran all right that which is easy which doesn't overburden you from the Quran then recite that this is what the Shaykh is referring to. So he says, Allah says, So recite what is easy for you from the Quran. In the hadith, the Prophet ﷺ, when he was teaching someone to make salah, he told him, so go and stand facing the qibla to make salah. Okay? He said, no, before. He said, either kumta. in this situation means when you stand and have the intention to go pray, then first, make sure that you make wudu and make sure that it hits all the parts that it's supposed to hit properly. Tembih, a point. You don't use a lot of water. It's actually makruha. It's actually distasteful to use a lot of water. But the Prophet Sallallahu he would make sure that he got a good amount of water, but he would make sure that he would badlag. It means that you go over wherever you're supposed to go. If you're supposed to go, for example, to your elbow, go a little over your elbow to make sure. And badlag also means to make sure that you rub a lot, but with a little bit of water. Rub a lot. They were Arabs and they were in the desert. Many times they didn't have water. A lot of water. So the little water they might have had in their little skin or whatever, you get a little portion of water and rub a lot. And those who used to be in the Islamic community center with me, um, you guys probably remember when Sheikh Rashid Awad 
he came and he went through the whole elementary school class by class. It was only one class for each for each for each level at that time. But he used one cup of water. He never refilled the cup. And he came to each class and he made wudu and showed us how to make wudu with using just a little mug of water to each one. And each class he showed, you see how much water I still have left, right? And then went to the next class, went to the next class to show everyone you don't need a lot of wudu, of water, but you have to rub past the area where it says and rub a line, okay? So he says, when you are ready or prepared to make salah, he says, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then first make sure you asbir and that's why I explained to that. Make sure you make the wudu properly to reach in everywhere it's supposed to meet. Reach. And then you turn and face towards the qibla. Uh, and you say, Allahu Akbar, that introduces into a salah. So it's takbir to ihram. Then he says, so the Prophet is saying the exact same thing Allah said. As we said, the Prophet was the walking Quran when they asked Aisha, how was he? He said, she said, Quran. And in another place, she said, as if he was the Quran Mashian, that his character and etiquette was directly from the Quran. And in another place, it was as if he was the Quran walking. So he would quote exactly what Allah quotes to you. So he said, and recite what is easy for you from the Quran. Okay, and that's the point of this. It is not obligatory or mandatory for anyone to recite anything in any raka'ah, period, except for Fatihatul Kitab, except for the Fatiha. That's the only thing. The Prophet Sallallahu said that the Salah is al Fatiha. Okay, he said, وَلَا يَجِبْ Okay, boom, boom, boom. الكتاب, he said, because the Prophet only said there is no salah for the person who doesn't read the Fatiha al Kitab. Yani what we know is Al Fatiha. Alright? So if you may recite the Fatiha, after that you can go straight into Rukur if you desire. Alright? He said, he says, so if you, he says, so if you recite Allahu Akbar and then recite Al-Fatiha and then go straight on down into Rukur, there is no sin upon you. There is nothing for you to worry about. Okay. And then he says, uh, he said, if you want to do some extra, you can recite just one ayah after the Fatiha. Aw I am ayatain or two. Am akthar or three or more than that if you want. Wasawa'un qara'ta surata suratan kamila fi kulli raka'a am qus and qus am qusimat as surah. Bain al raka'atain. He said, and it doesn't matter if you recite a full surah, excuse me, a full surah in any uh, raka'a after the Fatiha. Or if you break it up, even if you break it up the way that you described it, basically, which is you recite in the Atina Kil Kalthor in the first rakah, go down, come back on the second rakah, for Salli Rabbika Wanhar in the Shani Akahuel Abtar in the second rakah, there is no Itham on you. What you're doing is extra uslin. It's already extra than what you have to do. Okay? So he said, um, He said, and of course, you can also recite. More than one surah in one, in one rakah. So, for example, if you know Juz Amma, you can recite the whole page. You can recite 
Uh, what's that? Now I think like a Kalthor. So you can recite what's before it if you want. Li'ilafi Quraysh and then Ma'oon and then in now I think like a if you want. You can recite three stories in one. No problem. Kullu hadha jaiz wa la harj alaykafi. So you can do any way like this and there's no problem with you doing this. Okay. Um, I'm going to give you because we have we have some time. So I like to with the with the scholars of the past, they would they like they would like to compound put thing over thing over thing of proof over proof because it makes it really, really clear what the situation is. So what I just read will probably be enough, but I'm going to read one more thing. And this is from Sheikh Ruthamin's student, uh, one of his top students who just passed Allah Yarhamu in, in August. Uh, but they asked him, and this is Sheikh Munajid, uh, they said, Awaddu su'alakum bikhusus sura al-qasira al-thaniya fi salah. ما أقل عدد ما أقل عدد للآيات يجوز قراءته. So someone asked him, um, I want to ask you a question about the second surah that you recite in any rakat of the salah. What is the least or the fewest ayat that you can recite uh, after the Fatiha? Okay, so they responded. قراءة سورة بعد الفاتحة في الركعتين الأوليين من الصلاة مستحبة غير واجبة. He said that even when you're in your salat, like we're talking about just sunan, right? Even in your furud, your your obligatory five salats, to recite uh, anything after the fatiha is mustahab. It's something that's beloved to do because it's a sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu but it's not wajib upon you to do. Okay, it's a sunnah, but if you don't have it, your salat is still salim. Now, most of the scholars say, especially in your obligatory salats, if you have time and you know a surah, then to not do it is just looked down upon and it's lazy because the sunnah of the prophet was to recite it. So if you have something after the fatiha for the first two rakats of any of any prayer of the fart salat, uh, or the obligatory salats, then you should recite it. But it's not an ithm or not a sin if you don't. All right. And that's fi qawla jamhur ahl al-ilm, okay? And Abu Huraira, radiyallahu an, he said, fi kulli salatin fi kulli salatin qira'atun. Fama asma'ana nabi, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, asma'nakum. Wama akhfa minna, akhfa, akhfaynakum, akhfaynahu minkum. Waman qara'a bi ummi al-kitab, faqad ajza'at anhu. Okay? Abu Huraira, when he was asked by the people, about what they're supposed to do in Salah. And this is in Bukhari, I believe. Yet yeah, this is in Bukhari and Muslim. In, in Sahih Bukhari and Sahih Muslim. When he was asked about what these people have to do in Salah, he said, in every Salah, there's recitation. Okay? And so what the Prophet allowed us to hear, allowed us to know, then we let y'all know. And that's, of course, to recite the Fatiha. And whatever else is extra, then this is extra. He said, and whatever was hidden from us and we don't know, then we can't give it to you because we didn't get it. All right? And whoever recites the Ummul Kitab, and this is another surah, another hadith, the Sahih, where the the, 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 the Fatiha is referred to as Ummul Kitab. All right? Whoever recites Ummul Kitab, or the mother of the book, they say, this how they translate in English, so whoever does a Fatihat al-Kitab, it's enough. And whoever does more, then he gets reward and is better. 
All right. So regarding this, he continued on. He said, Imam Nawawi said, Rahimahullah, in his explanation of Sahih Muslim, Imam Nawawi said, Okay, he, re, he just reiterated the hadith and then he said, Fihi delil li wujub fatiha. He said, In this hadith is the proof that it's obligatory that you read the fatiha in every, in every rakah. And that you won't get the reward for the rakah if you don't recite the fatiha. Okay? And in it is also the encouragement to recite something after, but you won't get any sin if you don't. Okay? Uh, okay, and one ayah is enough. So this is a whole different shaykh now, and he's bringing stuff from scholars of the past to show that it's okay to recite one ayah. Alright, I'm getting all of this because I'm going to bring you the hadith that's a proof of this, alright? So he said, and Imam Ahmed said that it's best that if you're going to only recite one ayah, then recite something that's long, uh, that, that's long enough to have some benefit. Like, for example, Ayat al-Kursi. And that was one of the reasons why I wanted to bring this. Most of us know Ayat al-Kursi because we say it so many different times during the day. You can recite that in Salah and you don't have to feel shy about, oh, this is only one ayah. It's not just one ayah. It's not just a long ayat. It's not just a beneficial ayat that stands on its own. But it is this, the, 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 the greatest ayat in the Quran, Ayat al-Kursi. So most of us know Ayat al-Kursi, but it's like, I don't know if I can recite that by itself. It's not a whole story. It's not even three ayats because most people say, when we grew up and where we came from, they said, you got to do at least three ayats. So some people tried to go and, and, and memorize the ones before it or memorize the ones after it. But it was difficult. They tried to do, let it go after it. And it's like, oh, it's difficult. And so they just not recite Ayat al-Kursi. You can recite Ayat al-Kursi by itself in Salah. Okay. So he actually mentioned that as one of the ones that you should do if you're going to do that. Okay. وَقَالَ قَادِي أَبُوْ يَعْلَى وَغَيْرُهُ تُجْزِئُ آيَةَ إِلَّا Okay. He said, and you will get reward as long as the ayah is long enough. Like ayat to kursi or ayat to dain. Ayat to dain is the longest ayat in the Quran for those, for those who don't know. It's the ayat on the page right before the last page of Surah Al-Baqarah. The longest ayat in the Quran. Uh, and the whole point is, is that they said, and what is not encouraged is to say an ayat that doesn't have a full meaning. The goal is to have a full meaning. Okay. Uh, so you don't say something like, uh, for those who know Surah Tal, um, Isha Surah, uh, Mudafir. So you don't say, Allahu Akbar. No, they don't have meaning. This is literally what he says right here. And those who know Surah Rahman, he said, you don't say, for example, Mudahamatan. Allahu Akbar. You can't do that. Okay. Uh, even though that's the, that's because it's literally short. It's in the Quran, but it's, it doesn't stand by itself. You have to have some context around it. Okay. So it has to have something, uh, ayat that has a full meaning to it. Okay. Now there are many, many ayat that are short and have full meaning to them. All right. Um, uh, or you can, so you can do one ayat, you can do two ayats, something like this. All right. Uh, let's see. I sense, I just want to get to the hadith. Uh, Yes, okay. This is the hadith. That's the proof of it. So we'll close out with this, okay? So the proof of it is the hadith that the Prophet Sallallahu where he said that that in some situations, قَدِقْتَصَرَ النَّبِي صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمْ عَلَىٰ قِرَاءَةً 
آية واحدة بعد الفاتحة في سنة الفجر القبلية فقرأ في الركعة الأولى آية قولوا آمنا Okay, so in this hadith, it said that in the proof of this is that the Prophet Sallallahu he would sometimes recite one ayah, especially in the raka'ah, the sunnahs before Salatul Fajr. So it's narrated that in one ayah, in the first in the first raka'ah, he recited Kulu Amanna, which is in Surat Ali Imran, where it says Kulu Amanna Billahi wa ma unzila alayna here, wa ma unzila alayna, wa ma unzila ala Ibrahim, wa Ismaila, wa Ishaq, wa Yaqub, wa Lazbab. I'm saying it all because y'all know these names. It's a name, it's an ayah where many ayat, prophets' names are mentioned in the ayah. So Allah says, Say, I believe in Allah and all that has been revealed from him and all that was revealed upon Ibrahim and Ismail and Ishaq and Yaqub and, and, and the Elsbad, meaning the tribes that came from them. And all that was given to Moses and all that was given to Jesus and all that was given to the prophets before, uh, 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 around them, before and after them. And that we don't. To, to say, no, we take from these and we don't take from these. We believe that this is a prophet. We don't believe this is a prophet. And we submit to to Allah as Muslimin. So it's a full, a full comprehensive ayah. So he will recite that in one rakah. It's two more and we close out with that. In the second rakah, he will recite and fudge sometimes. Now this is a shorter one, but it, it just shows you what has meaning. In the situation where Jesus... Where he's calling the, the 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 Jews and the Romans to to Islam to 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 follow him properly, and they refuse it, and they start giving them difficulty. So Allah Jalla says, so to Ali Imran, He says, and so when Isa felt uh, from those Jews and those Romans the disbelief and that they didn't want to get down, he said, "Who will help me?" Men Ansari, who will uh, 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 help me with this call to Allah? And then the disciples, you guys knew because we raised, we were raised hearing about the disciples from our grandmothers and stuff. So these are called the Hawadiyin in Arabic. Okay. Call it Hawadiyuna Nahnu Ansarullah. The Hawadiyin said, We are the helpers of Allah. Amanna billahi washhad bi anna muslimun. We bear witness that there is no God but Allah and we are Muslims. Okay? So it's a full comprehensive ayah. All right? I have thought about giving a tafsir for each one of these, but it's enough just to hear the ayah in itself to see how comprehensive and nice it was. And then the next one is... He said, And this is still the same hadith. And sometimes the Prophet will recite in the second rakah of his sunnahs of Salatul Fajr. He will recite, Kul ya ahl al -kitab. And this is also in Surah Ali Imran. Kul ya ahl al Allah says, Say, O people of the scriptures, Jews and the Christians, come to a word that is equal, that is that we agree upon. Allah, that we worship nothing except Allah. And we don't associate any partners with him. And we don't take each other as lords besides Allah. Huh? And if they turn away, then say that we are Muslimin. We are sticking upon that which is pleasing to Allah. All right. So we'll close upon that. But like I said, I, I could have stopped with the first pro proof. 
But I wanted to give you one more proof to give you or show you the hadith itself of the Prophet Sallallahu that it's proof that you can recite one ayah. But then with the first point was that even if the ayah is short, if it has meaning, then it's okay. And so like we said, has great meaning. It sounds like it's short and it wouldn't have meaning, but it has great meaning. Okay. All right. So we're going to close out with that. And like we said, all of this is to encourage every one of us to know we have what it, we have what it takes in order to jump into getting benefit from our soul, from our salah. And inshallah, starting from now, I'm going to start giving you different ayat and different things that you already know. Give you some meaning behind it, inshallah, the short surahs and, for example, Ayat al Kursi, for example, last two Ayat of Surah Baqarah, for example, uh, you guys all know that. These different things, talk, talking about the benefit of them. So when you recite them in your salat, you get benefit. Until next time, we'll keep digging, inshallah, come to keep benefiting, make dua for us, and we'll see you in our next sitting. <laughs> فَمَنِ الَّذِي يَدْعُوهَا <تصفيق>